0: Podcasting. The PSF and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are
1: presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now here's Miller and Condon.
2: Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460
1: KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Thanks for coming in, spending some of your morning here with Trent and I as we take you uh, right up until noon. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, in about 15 minutes, Bill Bender, college uh, writer with the sporting news, mostly football, but he's now uh, branching out, as many people are. He's doing some NFL, he's doing some... We're doing a lot of things at Sporting News. Uh, Bill Bender, more so known as a college football columnist, will join us uh, in 15 minutes. Bottom of the hour, we will launch into our Thursday edition of Restaurant Radio. Trent and I devote an hour on Tuesday. Likewise, on Thursday, for the better part of an hour, sometimes it's an hour and four minutes, sometimes it's 53 minutes, so don't hold us to it, The uh, being right on the button with an hour, but we will try and do our best to get as many uh, restaurant in central Iowa to come on with Trent and I tell us about what they 're doing uh, to uh, to continue to service their customers uh, to continue some you know money coming into the business here 's the things folks in a lot of these uh, places, as many have have laid off a bunch of people, but once we do get through this. These restaurants and other businesses need to keep their doors open, so there's a place for some of these laid-off employees to go. I'm sure you saw the number today: 6.6 million people last week filed for unemployment. So Trent and I will continue to, uh, um, across the country, by the way, mm. uh, we'll continue to uh, put some of these restaurants in the spotlight uh, for as long as it takes, and we will do so Tuesdays and Thursdays. We have got another good list of them uh, coming up today at 10:30. It's brought to you in part by Nick who makes it possible for uh, Trent and I to uh, reach out to the community uh, and do what we do, whether it be in advertising during the normal times, if you will, with chronicling fundraisers, dot, dot, dot. Uh, or now during uh, what we are in, so restaurant radio till eleven thirty ish, and then Rob Doster from collegebasketballtalk.com. dot com. He will be our uh, final guest of the morning. He'll take us up to the end of the program. Uh, Rob Doster, he wrote a really good piece a week ago now, and he's put out a lot since then, including yeah. his mock draft. He has Halliburton as the sixth overall prospect in the one that came out yesterday. But he put, wrote a piece uh the twelve most influential. Decisions. I'm paraphrasing the title, but that's close. And Luca Garza is number two. We sure. talked about it a little bit ago, last week sometime. And you know, if Garza comes back, he says that Iowa not only can win the Big Ten. I don't even want to say what the rest of he said. <laughs> he said
3: they. He did say those words. I mean, think Which about it. It's wild. I know. I know. I know. Those are conversations we're just we're just not used to. No, there, there's been good teams. Iowa State has had good teams. This isn't. HawkeyeFanatic.com. Right. <laughs> right. This is Rob
1: Doster, who's willing to take the Hawkeye fans' arrows when he says Obi Toppin's a better player. Right. <laughs> and he has. Um, but yeah, when he said that, gee, Trent, we got to get Doster back in here. So yes. we will today at 1130. Uh, some news from Iowa State yesterday. And uh, Jamie Pollard is going to hold a teleconference with... Uh, various uh, media members at some point here. So we'll miss it and all. Well, we will, but I'll be a part of it. But more likely on Keith and Andy at two with Fanatics at four. And then, you know, what um, we, I'm sure we'll opine a little bit on it tomorrow. We're going to have Alex Halstead from CycloneAlert.com. So that will come up in the conversation. But Iowa State, I think if they weren't the first, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were the first Power Five conference. Maybe Wyoming did something similar a okay. couple of days earlier. Uh, But we're splitting hairs. Look, Iowa State's out front of this, and and hats off to Pollard for... Um, not only did he realize the lay of the land, and this isn't a good time to, uh, ask for, uh, a bump in Cyclone Club donations in order to hold your seats. Uh, he's going to make a whole bunch, um, of options for, uh, ticket buyers to, to pay for their tickets as everybody's going through more of 99% of the country's going through, uh, difficult times, uh, right now. He's freezing the prices on, uh, season tickets and individual game tickets. But the one, uh, right at the top of the list that got everybody's attention, a one-year temporary pay reduction for athletic department coaches and certain staff. We don't know what coaches. We don't know what certain staff. I'm assuming if, if Jamie Pollard is asking some of his coaches to take a cut in pay, mm-hmm. that he would be willing to do the same? Oh, you would hope oh, absolutely. so. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be shocked if he didn't. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be more. Well, maybe I'm not sure. Would, would you, if because it's going to be asked, If you're Pollard and the first question, I'm assuming it'll go to Randy Peterson. And now it's a teleconference, so maybe it won't. Right. Because if it was a media, if the throng was assembled, you you look to the dean of the media, right? And he's earned that right. Um, But on a teleconference, but the question's going to come up. It's going to be asked, what coaches? Mm -hmm. Did you?
3: Yes. uh, Is it... Are we talking tennis and cross country right. and the like? Right. Or is it football, men's did basketball? You get, did you get
1: the Campbell? Did you get the Prohm? Did mm-hmm. you get the Fendley? Um I would have to assume that those are in, in order, the three highest paid uh, coaches at Iowa State. Um, I don't know what assistance. I don't know if it tr- trickles down to the non revenue sports or not. But regardless, look, Iowa State got out in front of this. It's every penny. I think we're at that point now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not penny. Every dollar helps.
3: Absolutely, and this is this adding up to a lot of pennies. Saving almost what five million dollars as the shortfall that they had from the loss of the Big Twelve tournament, Mm -hmm. the loss of the NCAA tournament. In this letter, that's what Jamie Pollard addresses: five million dollars shortfall with the cancellation of those two events, and because of that, you got to find a way. Now, Mm -hmm. is it different? Certainly different at Iowa State compared to Drake and you and I, but is it different for Iowa State in comparison to Iowa? what we're talking about here mm-hmm. in state. Big 12 contract with TV is good. Mm-hmm. Big 10 is better. better. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit better. It is. And that $5 million dollar, yeah, shortfall, how impactful is that for the University of Iowa? Is it as impactful? I would guess not. But that is just certainly a guess well, on, I on hope, this
1: level. I hope Barta doesn't decide to take on anybody and have these lawsuits coming like he did a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. The, the time yeah, for, for that is not your now. your lip. Right, right.
3: absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Uh, because that's this is you're right. This is not the time for that. Uh, there's there's so many layers to this trend. We've been using the term over the last couple of weeks when we kind of you know far saw this coming. A market correction in college yes. sports is how we uh coined it or phrased it, and I think that we're about to experience this now. These uh, the coaches' salaries have got out of whack. They
3: just have and it's not just the head coaches that's what we talk about it's but
1: strength and conditioning yes. it's assistants and not just coordinators it's they have to find a way to spend all this money now the big project that was about to i think that they were still in front of the regions maybe they got approval I mean, if it's if there's no box score it doesn't really interest me <laughs> i'll be i'll be perfectly honest but they were going to build that mall around right. the, the athletic uh, area the complex there jack trice stadium dotland dot. Yeah, Pollard's right. They're going to put a bridge and walkways and stuff. I mean, that stuff has to be on the back burner oh, now, doesn't
3: it? I mean, you, just, you have no idea what the future is going to be. And if there's no football trend, that future looks oh. a whole lot worse. Think about the money. Uh, hmm. I was doing Hawk Central last night. $23 million a year in just ticket sales at the University of Iowa. million. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't have fans in the stands, Mm -hmm. that's off. And you got concessions. You have the other components that go into it. Donations to get those seats. Absolutely. That is a huge, huge percentage. The athletic department budget at Iowa was $139 million. Two years ago, the latest figures from USA Today. Is $139 million, is that realistic in the future? I don't think it's going to be even close. So you're talking about not only salaries evening out, buyouts, Mm -hmm. That needs to go away in a big time way. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times have we talked about coaches that have athletic departments over a barrel? Right. Danny Manning at Wake Forest, he has something like a $10 million buyout still there. He's made one NCAA tournament in seven years.
1: Even Texas had to. I mean, I don't know if they were going to fire Shaq Smart, Mm -hmm. but I mean, Texas is. They can't spend their money. At least they couldn't at this point. You know, you made a point off air. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't think we got to it. There's no changes. There's no coaching changes in college basketball. Isn't that wild? Yeah, and we never got to it yesterday. We talked about it uh, off air, but I it didn't even dawn on me, Trent.
3: Well, it's absolutely crazy. So the power conferences, the five that we're used to in football, plus the Big East, plus the American, seven major conferences. Not one coaching change. And some of the mid majors that made moves. Of course, Iona gets Patino. That's that's a story. But I was reading a story the other day. Western Michigan, out of the MAC, they fired their coach kind of as this was kind of all ramping up, but their season ends, fire the coach. And they just gave it to somebody on the staff. <laughs> because the athletic director, she said, look, it's a terrible look. I can't be out there with a nationwide search, so... Guess we'll give it to the number two guy and paying coaching search firm to yes. find that
1: coach. I mean, how would you like to own one of those coaching search firms? Well, you've mm-hmm. you've made a boatload of money. I mean, for God's sake, you've worn a mask to the bank to cash your check for crying <laughs> out loud for you for years. Oh, we're
3: going to do day. a background check for you. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a, that's a good good service. Can't do that on your own. No. All right, we're going to go. On, we're going to take an early break. We're going to get Bill Bender in here from the uh, Sporting News. uh restaurant radio coming up. We'll do that commercial free starting. Well, we try for 10.30, if we're, but if we get it to a couple of minutes late, I, 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 um, that's a win for us. Yeah, absolutely. That's a win for us. All right, Cakes and, and I and iHeart want to help you uh, with your bills. Text the keyword, what day is it today, Thursday? It is Thursday. Uh, text the keyword money. How about that? Money to 200-200 right now. Chance to win some money, $1,000. You'll get a confirmation. Foe. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's money to 200-200. We've had, is it... There's three for sure. Have
3: we had four winners at WHO? I think so. There was two like on back-to-back so days of the then same Then the numbers day. Three. Yeah. Three. three winners. Let's get one on KXNO. Come on. We I don't think we've had one in a long. time. Have we had one? We have. Yes. We haven't.
1: One maybe I don't. One it, of the shows. It was had during one. Fanatics. Was it Fanatics? I'm almost
3: positive it was Fanatics. Maybe in the it. first go around of this. So it's been
1: a while since there's been a winner.
3: Get us a a boy on Miller and Condon text. 200-200. Money. Money. Money to 200-200. I just
1: want to, I mean, somebody on. Now we've got two signals for crying All out Right. Let's go. Uh, Bill Bender coming up next. Sporting news. We'll get into college athletics uh, from his perspective. What does he see on the horizon? Uh, that's next. We take you until noon. Restaurant Radio, bottom of the hour. It's Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KX and 106. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460, KXNO.
4: And now on 106.3 FM.
1: All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station 1460, KXNO, 106.3 FM. During college football's regular season, we're fortunate enough to have Bill Bender on a weekly basis. He joins us, well, most weeks on Wednesday during the college football season and periodically, although it ramps up as we get closer to football season. Bill Bender from the Sporting News joins us. When will we be ramping up, Bill Bender? <laughs> it seems like the great unknown at this point, does it not? How you been?
5: Yeah, you know, we're hanging in there like everybody else. Um, you know, it's. I think it's a one day at a time thing and We'll see if if we can get the numbers down, and then hopefully by the time we get into summer, maybe the camps will be possible. But I think Lincoln Riley talked about that on his teleconference last or this week, where you know July 1st is kind of that date we'll all be eyeballing, and if they're not on the campus by then, we, we may have a delayed start.
3: It's uh, there's so many different pieces to this to kind of sort through and figure out, and one of the biggest ones is, of course, you mentioned getting people back on campus and not just. Football players, he can have a season where it's just football guys out there, but it has to be the university as a whole back on campus. Bill, when you've talked to coaches and you've talked to different people inside the college football industry, if it does go a little bit later than that July, how long is it going to take for the players to get ramped up? But Without spring practice for many of these universities, without the time in the weight room that they normally have throughout this period, how long would it realistically take to get a team ready to play a college football game?
5: Uh, You know, Lincoln again, and to defer to them. I mean, most think about a month. It wouldn't be maybe the quality that they would expect, want. uh, But he said to the fans' eye, it might not be that different. I think the number of practices he said was 15 to 20. Um, And and I think open mindedness is going to be essential here, whether that's losing games or pushing the start date back or, you know, even moving it to the spring. I don't think that would happen. But. Um, these are all options we're looking at, and, and again, it, I think it's just this flexible timetable of trying to get the numbers on under control everywhere, and, and so that's a possibility.
1: Uh, if you're um, the head of one of the minor bulls, Bill, that uh, you know, even the bulls prior to Christmas Day, or the you know the ones before we get to the New Year's Day, and the uh, and the, the the big ones, um, what are, what are you telling your because I I find it hard to believe that that, that we will have any version of bowl season this year, maybe with the exception of, uh, you know, the playoff, uh, I, I just – I would be surprised, Bill. Even if we have a season, whether it's, uh, you know, a 10-game or a 12-game season, bowl season seems like a long shot to me. That would
5: depend. I mean, if they can play, then they can play. And I think the other thing you got to consider is can they play games without fans in the stands? I don't know if that's viable – solution or, or going to happen but I, I guess it's possible um you know those are the things that we'll have to watch and, and see if uh, they are possible so uh, again i think that one's way off um because yeah, i'm I worried more about the regular season and the number of the games in the regular season than you know. I, I don't even know what the full number is this year i
3: think it's like 44 44, and 44 bowl Works for games, me. and yes, any kind of football enormously, certainly going to be there. Bill Bender from the Sporting News joining us, college football writer. The TV money aspect also seems out there, and we've talked so much about loss in terms of ticket sales, what that's going to mean, but also television contracts and the amount of money that they pay, I understand there's contracts, but that's also understanding that you're going to have the same amount of advertising coming in. You're going to have the same type of things coming in for people paying for these services. That could be off the table. Financially, Just it has to be such a scary spot for every athletic department across the country.
5: Yeah, uh, it is because football creates so much revenue for all of them. I mean, you could potentially wipe out the rest of the sports if you don't have football, mm-hmm. and I think that's why a lot of Athletic directors, coaches, and players are so antsy about the next couple months. And, and again, it's it's about doing your part. I mean, you guys are in Iowa. I'm obviously in Ohio. There's been a lot of cases here, and staying home is not fun. It isn't. It's it's it can be really trying at times. And but but I think that's what we have to do over the next few weeks. And it does. I read something this morning where it said it is helping. So that that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh, I believe it is as well. Bill uh, Bill Bender uh from the Sporting News is our guest. Well, Bill, I mean, July 1st, uh then maybe July 15th if we have to get those practices in. Uh could you see a case where it's conference games only and I know everybody's not running the same course if you will. Some of them eight, some of them nine. Um could you see? Could you see that being one of the things on the table that we, you know, if we get to the point where we can't start on time, we just dive right into conference play, whatever that date may be.
5: Well, the biggest pitch to that is some of those interconference rivalries. You know, like you saw Clemson's AD come out and say, "Well, they're going to need to play South Carolina," <laughs> so yeah. you know Louisville's going to want to play Kentucky, Florida
1: Iowa State, State, Iowa.
5: Right, and I think well, maybe if you can play, and then again, you got the nine and eight. So, right. um, these are all things. I mean, it might take some flexible scheduling though, and a lot of lo- logistical work to make that happen. I do think that ten is possible, just because the example I've been using is the NFL. I mean, the NFL could go to a twelve game schedule, and everybody will eat it up just the same. And, and the NFL, quite frankly, is uh, some people are criticizing it. I, I think they are providing some sense of normalcy Absolutely. for sports fans. By doing the things they're doing, and then they've, what's the word I'm looking for here? They've kind of tailored down the draft. At least they're having it, and, and I think that's going to be a good thing for all of us that are, you know, home and, and and trying to keep our minds occupied.
3: Well, a little bit of football news. This one jumped out to me just because of the character that he is, Mike Leach, now in the SEC at Mississippi <laughs> State, and and the recruiting side of things. He's already picked up a, a big prospect, a quarterback, Sawyer Robertson. Boy, this is going to be fun. The SEC and Mississippi especially now with him and Lane Kiffin. Sign me up. Let's get to normalcy. Let's get some SEC football and these two goofballs going up against each other.
5: Yeah, and there'll be a lot of flavor there, and they're going to throw it around, and I think they're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Um, It's one of those things where I think the more – he he's around and we get to see that system. I don't know if it'll work or not. I don't know if Lane will work out or not. I don't miss, but I do know it is going to be highly entertaining on social media. It's going to be highly entertaining when the egg bowl is played, and, <laughs> and definitely looking forward to that one.
1: Yeah, the egg bowl was highly entertaining last year. Yeah, <laughs> and look at the carnage that it caused. Uh, that uh, kid uh, with the uh, dog pee a uh, celebration, if you want to call it that. Hey, Bill, what did um. In Ohio, and I know that Herb Street no longer resides in Ohio, but he's still revered, I would think, uh, uh, from his days there. Uh, when when he came out and said that he would be shocked that if college football would be played, and I still see that, you know, that that conversation is still brought up. I saw it was brought up in a Missouri teleconference or news conference yesterday. Um, when when Herb Street said what he said, what kind of impact did that have? I, you know, I
5: don't think he's saying anything that's off base. And this is coming from somebody that didn't think, I didn't think there'd be any chance we wouldn't see March madness. I really didn't. And, you know, it happened so quickly over a 48 hour period that really changed the landscape of sports, changed our livelihoods. And, and I think again, like Street's saying, that's not ridiculous at all. I mean, what if there's a spike in August? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what if there's a, you know, a bunch of people ha- catch it during a game? Uh, this thing is um, the thing that's most frightening about it, I think, is it's killing a lot of people. <laughs> and we can like uh, downplay the numbers all you want, but I'm seeing something on my feed every five seconds of yep. aging all kinds of ages. And that, to me, is absolutely terrifying.
3: Well, and you get into football season, and even if games are going to be played, not just the people, even if you're allowed back in there, but how many people are going to say, hey, that's not for me? I'm not going to do that. And when we get into the fall. Perhaps the second spike that is going to be here—that's still out there. It just college football as we know it for mm. 2020 to be different. I think it's yeah, it's unrealistic to anticipate 12 regular season games, everybody in the stands. That just seems like a yeah. fool's uh, errand right now, Bill. Well,
5: I hope we get there though. And mm-hmm. again, I'm trying to keep an open mind because it's the summer. These next couple weeks will be huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like Lincoln said, and some people were tweeting off that he said yeah by september we're all going to need football we're going to need something and uh you know that possibility is out there there's so many of the summer events be canceled whether it's wimbledon the open those kind of things um it's tough it's tough for all of us and uh, again i hope we get to that point i do think the season could be altered in some way um but if we do have college football it would be a welcome thing to have by that time.
1: Indeed it would. Bill Bender, we will let you go. Thank you, Bill. We'll talk to you in the weeks to come. Appreciate you coming on. You can read Bill at sportingnews.com. Thank you, Bill. Hey, thanks, guys. Take care. Yeah, good to talk to you. Bill Bender, uh, as he chimes in, he's right. It's a, I, got, I want to think positively, too, too Yeah, I do.
3: We, we want football. Yes. We're not here. We're not trying to downplay that, oh, man, we, just, we don't want to have this. No, of course we want this. But we're also trying to live in reality. Well, the British Open was scheduled for the middle of July. It canceled today. Wimbledon yesterday. Wimbledon yesterday. British Those two events, first time canceled since World War II? Is that what it was? Pretty sure. Wow. That's the world that we live in. And non conference games. Is the Cyhawk game being played this year? Even if we have college football, I think I, you go right into conference play. I think that's probably more realistic. Yes. Maybe middle of September. You get started, you play eight or nine conference games, and that's all that you have. Mm-hmm. Quick and Lane's Bowl, or whatever the hell it is, the day after Christmas. Come on. I just
1: don't see them cutting back on that. I yeah. can, That's where I'm going. I mean, I think that they'll play the New Year's Six. Mm-hmm. Oh, who knows? Who knows what they'll do? I know what we'll do. We'll do restaurant radio coming yes. up next. We're going to go around central Iowa for the next hour or so. Nick it makes it possible. We will do that uh, when we resume here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3. Our mission. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO.
4: And now on 106.3 FM.
1: Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460KXNO and 106.3 FM. Time for restaurant radio. We do this every Tuesday. And Thursday, we devote this hour of programming to go around restaurants in central Iowa. If you own, manage, uh, even if you work at at one of these establishments, and you'd like us to devote three or four minutes to uh, your place, we'd love to do it. Simply, Email me, KenMillerShow, show at gmail dot com, show at gmail dot com. Or if you're a Facebooker, so is Trent Condon. Mm-hmm. Uh you can find Trent on Facebook, Trent Condon on Facebook and uh give him your details there. Miller and Condon is our Twitter feed, Miller and Condon. You can reach out there, but shoot an email. We'll uh get right back to you within a day. We usually give you your time slot uh, 24 hours or thereabouts in advance. Give you an idea when you're going to be on with Trent and I. Give you a chance to you know, tell us what you're doing to try and keep the doors open because one day there'll be a time, believe it or not, doesn't seem like it now, but we'll be uh, back to at least as close to normal as we once were and all of these people, 6.6 million this week filed for unemployment. They'll have to go back to work somewhere uh, and this is an opportunity to keep some uh, keep some of those restaurants, uh, the cash flow churning.
3: Well, uh, we were going to kick things off today with the front rover on Swanson Boulevard in Clive. But Andrew Downs's brother, Brian, who is the manager over there, his son had a Zoom meeting. And uh, because of that, wasn't able to pop on with us here today. But they're still doing their famous steak night.
1: Yeah, I saw. I, in fact, I think I saw Andrew Downs. Did he tweet it? I think he did.
3: Him and Judy had steak last, maybe last weekend. Oh, yeah. The front row does a great job. And talk to Clay on the phone a little bit. Uh-huh. He's feeling a little bit under the weather. But we're going to get Brian on next week. But okay. front row still doing their steak night. It'll be uh, tonight and on Saturday night, as you can check that out. And I have had it many times when I've done the Hawkeye Nation radio Which show. Which is normally Thursday nights, yes. right? Yes. And uh, they do a really good job. Love that what they do over at the front row. And when that's back open... You're a Hawkeye fan, and you've never been. You talk about Hawkeye memorabilia. Clay's got that thing stacked up with incredible stuff.
1: Well, they moved, they changed locations, and they, mm-hmm. I mean, much better, much bigger yes. place now. And uh, look at what used to be packed when it was in Windsor Heights. I mean, packed. Uh, and still does. A, they still do a great business, but there's more room for people now. Uh, here's a guy, a kinship brewery uh, in Waukee. Still haven't opened. Yeah. And this had to play into, let's get Zach in here to find out what they're going through. Uh, Zach, welcome to restaurant radio on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. So you were on the verge of opening and have uh, have, uh, have yet to, you know, throw the doors open and have the customers come in. And of course, now we wouldn't have been able to do that anyways. But what are you doing, Zach? And, uh, how difficult is the decision for you and your partners over there to, you know, to officially know when the right time is to cut the ribbon.
0: Sure. Hey, uh, thanks, guys, for having me on. Um, as you mentioned, yes, this is Zach Novick with uh, Kinship Brewing Company. Um, you know, it's, uh, it is it is definitely a hard time, especially for, you know, our friends that own small businesses that are doing everything they can to, uh, you know, keep their doors ajar. Um, I am, however, been very uh, flattered, you know, very excited to see, well, I guess i excited, but, i um, amazed just how much the community is, is still wanting to, obviously, more than ever, support um, their local business and, and make sure that during these trying times they can stay open. So I definitely want to start off by giving them a shout-out. They're living through it, right? Um, now, for Kinship Brewing Company, this has been um, you know in the making for almost about three years, and uh, really the biggest reason why uh, is because we're building this brewery from the ground up. So I'm actually currently at the property staring at dirt, <laughs> Um, the timing of this, you know, pandemic is obviously never good for anything. Um, but for us, where we're at in the project, um, we just purchased the property last week, which is on schedule. Uh, and given the first couple months of construction, typically the construction workers are pretty spread out. Uh, we've got six acres out here. Uh, we're we're expected to start construction on time. Uh, that would then leave us to a, a late fall opening. So for right now, and uh, you know, in a in addition to being good stewards of social distancing, um, we're we're seeing our project move forward, and, and at the very least, we more than ever, we want to be that light at the end of the tunnel for people, right? So, uh, a little background, just to, again, to give you some sense of where we're at and, and how we're moving forward.
3: So, tell us a little bit more about the beer that you guys have and the project as you're getting ready and working to to open up what you guys are going to have out there, just what it's going to look like and what you guys are doing currently on the brewing side.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so like I mentioned, you know, three years in the making, uh, we certainly haven't been sitting here twiddling our thumbs. Uh, my background is as a home brewer. Uh, I've been doing that for many years. The last really honestly year and a half. So background, I'm from Georgia. My wife's from Iowa. Made the move here, uh, two years ago in April. So pretty close to a TV union. Um, I came with a vision of the brewery, um, Destination Brewery is the best way to describe what we're doing, uh, so at dog park uh, will be part of our ministry, um, we've got a small food concept that I can speak to in a moment, but back to the beer, uh, we've been working on recipes and really doing home brews and going to events that allow us to bring these, these beers to, um, you know, styles that we really dig, uh, which, you know, as you probably could imagine, plenty of IPA selections, but also uh on the lighter uh side of the equation that's really kind of where the industry is going something you can fashion. so we got a uh, and lager uh beers that we've been working on uh and then when the seasons get colder we've got darker uh ales that we've been working on so uh, so between now and in the building itself we've really been just working on the smaller scale um however because we've been so anxious and excited to get going uh, for some of your listeners that, have, that know what we're doing, we did a collaboration with Backpocket Brewing Company um, out there in uh, Iowa City mm-hmm. uh, back in September of last year for a uh, a session beer called Dalla Dalla Billy. Um, and then we did a collaboration with our friends and neighbors, uh, Barntown Brewing Company, uh, several months ago, uh, called Rising Tides. So collaborations are big for us because we get to scale up and, and build our audience. Um, but by the next three to six months, we'll be doing... Uh, obviously scaling our recipes up with um, our head brewer um, and uh, yeah, so we've been busy making sure people understand that the beer is first, but we're definitely excited about the experience we're building out here in Walkeed.
1: Well, best of luck to you. It's, it's uh, obviously a lot of decisions, and I'm glad that you're still going forward. And, and as you mentioned, something to uh, you know maybe a light way down at the end of the tunnel. There are still businesses being built, and plans I'm sure have been adjusted and changed. But you guys are going full speed ahead, and we certainly uh, tip our caps to you for doing that. Kinship Brewing, you'll be here before we know it. Fingers crossed, right, Zach? Yes,
0: sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I'll be happy to keep you guys posted. I'd be more than happy to uh, keep tabs on on this. Uh, and uh, join you guys maybe in several months to give you guys some updates. But, May I drop uh, our handle on social media?
1: Yes, please.
0: Great. Uh, so you guys can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram um, at Kinship Beer. So that's K-I-N-S-H-I-P Beer um, and uh, KinshipBeer dot com. Uh, so looking forward to. Uh, really look forward to this, guys, um, and uh, really love what you guys are doing to support local businesses.
1: Good to Thanks talk to guys. you. Thank you, Zach. Best of luck to you. Thank you guys. All right, let's go to another brewery. Shall we? Twisted Vine Deline joins us. Delene, I'm trying to figure out what was where what was in your place. What was the Twisted Vine prior to? It was either TCIF Fridays. Is that what it was Fridays or was there a gym over there? I know you're We actually Go ahead. You're
6: actually located um in the old do you remember Coconut Joe's?
1: Yes, I do remember.
6: That's that. Yeah. Okay. So we're behind the building that was Friday.
1: Yeah, that was uh that that's closest right to the interstate, right?
6: It is yep. actually. If you take the Valley West Drive exit, where you can see us from two thirty-five.
1: Indeed, you can. Well, what can we see you doing at Twisted Vine Brewery right now? Uh, what are you uh, What are you doing? I'm sure you got growlers and crowlers, and uh, you are dispensing your beer that way. What are you doing at Twisted Vine?
6: Well, actually, we are still brewing, and we have some um, really lovely beers coming out. Actually, on Friday, we're going to be releasing our Easy on the Eyes. That's a Session Brown Honey featuring 50 pounds of locally sourced honey um, from the Urban Prairie Raw Honey, just three miles away from our brewery. We also have Smash the Mac, which features Mackinac hops from our friends at Cedar Falls Hops
3: Company in Cedar, Cedar Falls. Interesting. We're talking here to Delene. Twisted Vine Brewery over there just off of 235 Valley West. I see it every single day on uh, my way home, at least when we're in normalcy. Hey, uh, you mentioned uh, a lot of different things going on. You're still doing brewing. And and one of the cool things I saw on your Facebook page, buy a $25 gift card, get a free grow- crawler. Get a $50 gift card two free crawlers, so Mm. little freebies to go along with it and a little more incentive for people to make their way to Twisted Vine.
6: Awesome. Yes, our curbside service right now is Monday through Friday 4 to 8 and Saturday and Sunday 3 to 8. And if you check out untapped Facebook or our website, you'll see our whole menu.
1: And the website is twistedvinebrewery dot com, twistedvinebrewery dot com. You'll find them in thirty three twenty Westtown Parkway. What's your favorite beer?
6: Uh right now I'm really liking the Smash the Mac. And why so? It just has a really great citrusy hop flavor. Um you know getting ready for spring i think we're all ready for spring right now
1: yeah and what's a, what would be the um comparison to like a you know a light beer maybe uh not hoppy what would i what would i want at uh, at twisted vine um
6: our bob's cream ale would probably be a good go-to for someone who wants just a crisp easy drinking beer yep and Right now, we're um, offering buy
1: three, get one free of our six-pack of Bob's Cream Ale. What about, one of them I looked at, uh, the uh, the Winter Blonde, the Blonde Ale. That kind of sounded like me. Still got that, I'm assuming?
6: We do. Yes, we sure do.
1: Pretty popular?
6: Yes, it is. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. Well, good luck at Twisted Vine Brewery. Again, the website, twistedvinebrewery.com. Give us those hours uh, one more time.
6: Monday through Friday from 4 to 8, and Saturday and Sunday, 3
1: to 8. You're in the old Coconut Joe's. You see it as you're going 235 as you head to, uh, uh, well, you're right across the street from Valley West Mall, just south of that. There was a TCAI Friday's in there forever, and Coconut Joe's right behind that. And that now is the home of Twisted Vine Brewery. Delene, thanks for coming on. Best of luck. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you. Let's go to Prep Kings. Bob Fox is up with us next. I looked at his menu yesterday. A lot of healthy stuff, and this is a this is a business where you they prepare it for you, and they oh. take it to go, and you can order like days in advance or days worth of food, weeks worth of food, prep dot prepkingmeals.com prep and bob joins us. Bob, uh, welcome to Restaurant Radio on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. How you doing, Bob?
4: Good. How are you guys?
1: Doing well. So, how's things going as far as uh, you know, as we navigate our way through this? Uh what what's changed for you?
4: Um well, change-wise, we're delivering directly to houses right now since most of the gyms that we go to are closed down so um other than that really nothing we're we've kept our schedule going and and just trying to keep business flowing like it has been
3: you know bob uh, you mentioned what you guys do and going to different different gyms that are out there it's a really good concept because i think a lot of people have decided all right gonna get back into the gym but then you eat the same kind of things and nothing (laughs) really ends up happening there tell us a little bit about the partnership and again that we're talking about the here and now, but when we get back to normalcy and people are able to get back in the gyms, what you guys can do for people at Prep Kings?
4: Well, so what we do is we focus on um, full-flavored meals. So we're not necessarily trying to reinvent any kind of diet or create any diet. It's just basically full-flavored, portioned-out meals that you can order individually. Um, We have started doing like a family upon request since everybody's kind of locked down, mm-hmm. um, having the ability to get larger meals. Um, but what we do is, is our delivery, are we do Fridays are our cutoff, so You have to have all deliveries in by Friday. And then we deliver Mondays to all local gyms in Des Moines. So all the Genesis clubs are one of our drop-off locations. We've got a couple uh, CrossFit gyms in Altoona and Pleasant Hill that we drop off to and then Ankeny Aspen. So we kind of go all over Des Moines and the surrounding areas just dropping off meals.
1: So if, if I'm a customer and I'm uh, trying to not only you know get in shape, but I'm trying to eat properly, Prep King Meals would be, I, I would get my order in for a week's worth of food. Is that what, uh, am I going down the right path here, Bob? Or it doesn't have to be a week, but it, it could be. Is that, uh, is that what you guys do? Yep. So we offer a monthly meal plan. Okay. Um, as well. So, what that is is you
4: can get all of your meals for the week. So, if you're going to do two meals a day for five days, or three meals a day for five days, you can go on and you can order however meals. But we keep it fresh, fun, and exciting by doing a weekly rotating menu. So every week our menu is different. Um, if you do the monthly meal plan, you still pick your weekly meals. You just get that. Lower price and, and paying for the whole month up front. So everything is just fresh ingredients, um, full flavor. It's never frozen. We don't use anything like from a can or anything like that. It's just all homemade down home cooking.
3: Bob, do you, uh, do you guys, do you have uh, a kitchen where you do this out of? Is it working out of a, a special restaurant? How do you guys come up with these meals and then keeping it fresh and keeping the rotation going? Got to be something that you're always racking your mind, looking for those new ideas and, and those new different ways to, to cut back on the calories.
4: Yeah, so we have a kitchen. It's in Sherman Hills. Um, it's at the Nickel Center, a couple blocks from Gateway Market. And we have, it's a shared used kitchen. So we have our own space um, that we go into, and we're able to cook, we package, we cool. um, We have coolers and freezers in there. So we offer a pickup right now, just like a curbside pickup, Mm -hmm. if you want to grab them from there, just on on certain times, because right now we can't be really sharing the kitchen with everything going on, so we've got kind of set schedules. So uh, I post all of our hours on social media that lets people know when they can come pick them up. But the kitchen is is awesome. It's a full um, commercial kitchen that allows us to do everything.
1: I'm guessing, I'm looking at your menu, I would go for um, the orange-glazed chicken with brown rice, got to be very popular. Uh, The slow-roasted beef tacos got to be a winner as well. Are those two of your more popular ones? Those were where I'd be shopping.
4: Those are actually new menu items this week. We've never offered those on the menu. Well you're... our uh, our chicken meal with our zucchini blend and our rice our sweet potato choice. those are very popular meals. That stays on the menu every week. We just change the seasoning or change the flavor of the chicken. Um, but that's more of like the healthy low calorie meal right there, but the shredded the slow roasted tacos is new and the margarita chicken is a new menu item.
1: Well, they sound good. Orders have to be in by Friday. Tomorrow was no different. Midnight, April the 3rd, uh, prepkingmeals.com, prepkingmeals.com. Bob, thanks for coming on Best of Luck to you, okay? Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you. I have, I have a good day. Yeah, you do the same. Uh, let's go to well, let's go to the east side of Des Moines, shall we? Doc Fuller took me to this place. Yeah. Uh, Hilltop Bianchi's Hilltop Restaurant. Uh, it's been there since the '50s. Okay, can you imagine how many families have grown up going out for I don't know Friday or whatever dinner? Uh, everybody's got one of those in their lifetime. I know I did in Winnipeg, and I'm assuming a whole bunch of Siders did the same. And if you did grow up in that part of the uh, part of town, Hilltop Bianchi's Hilltop. Tony joins us. Tony uh, Trenton Ken on Restaurant Radio here. How you doing, Tony?
2: Oh, we're doing fine. Uh, we're kind of going through what everybody else has been going through. And um, these sides been very supportive. I, I've been really surprised how they've been just lining up, keeping their distance, and calling them in. And we usually give them 20 minutes, and we're right on dot usually on everything. So, but... Um,
1: not surprised. Yeah. Hey Tony, since uh, you know, since you've been, the business has been in the family as long as it has. I mean, I'm I mean, assuming like holidays, people come home for Christmas or whatever for Thanksgiving. I'm guessing yeah. you see a lot of these people that are you know grown with their own families that you used to serve. You know, who knows? Maybe back in a high chair at some point. This is one of these places that's been around forever and uh, very very yeah. popular, right? Just a lot of memories. I'm guessing.
2: I hear that all the time when it comes around the holidays. I mean. I mean, they're from Texas, but well, they're crossed all the way across the United States. Really, yeah. it's it's fun to listen to them and tell some stories that they remember, even when we were down way at the other end, which was the Tolaris that owned it at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's it's fun to listen to people. It really is, and where they're from, and and. They have to stop here. Yeah, you know it's kind of like Tom Thumbs and Fort Dodge. You know <laughs> they have to stop there if they're driving through.
1: Yeah, no, know? no doubt about it. Well, Doc Fuller's brought me there. We. We go for lunch once every couple, three weeks or something, and I I try to get them to go someplace else. But you know what? I don't try very hard anymore because <laughs> uh, I mean the, yeah. the the pizza, the sausage sandwich, the meatball sandwich. It's you know, great. Wait staff. you're in and you're out usually within a half an hour to forty five minutes. Uh, it's terrific food. So what are you doing, Bob? You mentioned our Tony. You mentioned that uh, it's usually twenty minutes from the time the order comes in till it's ready to go. Um, is that? Are you guys staying open? Uh, um, every day now we're just closed on Sundays, I believe. But Monday yeah, through Friday, yeah. Monday through Saturday, you're still doing things.
2: Yes, uh, Monday through Friday, we're open for lunch, eleven to two, um, and then in the evening, Monday through Saturday, uh, four thirty to eight o'clock. Uh,
1: how long have you been showing up there? I mean, it's been in the family since 1950. How long? When, when did you first set foot in the place?
2: Um in '06, um, we were really kind of nervous,
1: yeah,
2: because uh, the Kalaris had had it so long, yeah. and they, we just tried to do what they did and keep it the same, and we've never looked
1: back. And your daughter's running it now, correct?
2: Well, yes, my daughter runs the lunch program.
1: Okay, that's the one. That's she, who I've met.
2: Yes, and uh, she come to me about three or. Four, oh, four years ago, and says, Dad, let's put a lunch together. That's There's good never idea. been a lunch here. I said, well, oh, I don't know, but uh, it it has worked.
3: I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Love to hear I that. I can speak firsthand to that. So uh, I had mentioned to somebody from the east side of town that uh, we were going to have Bianchi's Hilltop on the program here this week, and first thing they said, oh, you got to ask about the onion rings. So I'm yeah. going to ask. You can ask me. They're unbelievable. Tell me about those onion rings.
2: Well, that's an old recipe from uh, the prior people to the Polaris, and um, we've kept it the same, too, and uh, we've actually had to learn to do a little quicker process of putting them together because they're so intense, but uh, for labor-wise, but, you know, over the years, and it's just like a little factory, you learn how to make them a little quicker, do different little things um, to soak them the way we do, and um, yeah, it's a huge item. And so's our pizzas. Oh, they're um, Our uh, meat lovers, we put added that. That was kind of something we've added in the grinder pizza. Uh, those are, you know, our pizzas, we sell a lot. And that, that's what's holding us together right now. Um, a lot of pizzas are going out, you know, during the crisis here. Um, now, some of those pizzas, like those heavy ones, the grinder and the meat lovers, those are... 25 minutes so gotcha um but we're usually right on it when they i've kept most of my staff on the weekend in the kitchen uh we're because we're busy um like i said it's been very supportive around here and i i'm impressed makes me feel good in heart and soul you know because that's what we are here it's just a family with a lot of heart and soul
1: well, you keep doing what you're doing, Tony. Two six five twenty seven forty six. You can order lunch. You can order dinner. Like I I've um, you know, I've come in for lunch. I've I've eaten the lunch and I've carried a pizza to go. Uh, it's it's terrific. I'm a, I'm a fan of the uh, well, just your cheese pizza. That's me. Uh, but it's really 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 good. Keep doing what you're yep. doing. Bianchi's Hilltop Restaurant, family owned since 1950. If you grew up on the East Side. My guess is you. there's been a time or two that you've had dinner with the family at Bianchi's. Tony, thank you.
2: And thank you guys for your support. Good. I do appreciate it. Uh, we happy. love you all. All
1: right. Happy to do it, Tony. You take care. Uh, and we'll be back as soon as the uh, doors are open up again. We'll be back and lunching at Hilltop, Bianchi's Hilltop, on the east side. Sounds so good. No, oh, it's really good, Trent. Really good. Thank you, Doc Fuller, for finding that place yeah. for me. Did good, Doc Fuller. You did good. Uh, We will take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll continue on the other side. I'm going to start things off with a restaurant that just opened. How tough is that? Oh, my God. Brick and Ivy in Altoona. They lead things off. Miller and Condon take you until noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM.